big market gets the big names. An honorable mention, just like the taunting penalty in general, because it's so bad. The one time I want them to lose, of course they do well. What the hell just happened? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dirty Turtles podcast. I am your host, as always, Jonas Evans, alongside Nathan Schwartz and Brianna Schwartzberg. We haven't done the name thing in a while. We I haven't. I haven't been consistent with it. We did it last week, but, you know, the audio didn't save from the reverend. True. Yeah, you yeah. want to so, explain that? Well, I think we need an explanation why every single time we do a Riverside thing, one, one person's tracks just don't appear. I feel like we've had this issue every single time we've recorded. I think yeah. the common denominator may be Riverside. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Might may, have to maybe we should just go back to Zoom. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that's definitely the move. Uh, let's get into some NFL recap. Weird week. Wouldn't say it really was the best week, week uh, in terms of entertainment, but Dolphins did score 70 points on Sunday. Let's get into that for a 70 to 20. Insane. Second highest scoring of all time? I think, I think third. Th- oh, okay. I think it's third, but if they would have kicked that field goal at the end, they would have had the record because I think I think it's 73 to 9 that was or Washington seven. scored 72. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Way so. back when. Um so I think if I think if they would have kicked the field goal, it would have been the record. Um interesting move by Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel all class. All class, but at the same time you're already up by 50. What's 53? I would have kicked the th- I would have kicked the field goal and, and got, I, gone for the record. I think that if he would have kicked the field goal, he would have had a bounty on his head by like every other head coach. He, I, I he think pulled he pulled all of his starters with like an entire quarter left. Mike White threw a 65 yard touchdown to Robbie that, that, Chosen. That's not his fault that the Broncos that's a, defense that's exactly was so what bad. I'm saying. Like, but he the point is he had the opportunity to kneel. He didn't have to kick the What's field he gonna, goal. It's going to kneel for 10 minutes? No, that's why I'm saying it's the right move to not kick the field goal because you could have just kneeled to run the clock out. I agree. You can't get mad at them for scoring 21 fourth quarter points. What are they going to do? Just not run a play? Like, right. yeah, it's not their fault the Broncos defense was fucking horrendous. <laughs> like, it, you, the, the running lanes, you could have put a tractor trailer through there. The, the pass defense was almost as bad, if not as bad. It was just horrible from Denver. I have some uh, stats, actually, that I just pulled Ooh, up. So, stat man. Uh, the game actually only goes down as 21st overall in terms of total scoring for a game at 90. Uh, there's a bunch of other ones that it's tied with. Uh, interestingly, en- so you were right, 72 for, at the time, the Redskins. 72. <gasps> it was 41 <laughs> points, by the way, the Giants scored against them, too. That's wow, kind of the craziest so 100, part. 113 Yeah, 113. Total points. Is that the most? Yes, that is the okay. most. Imagine uh, scoring forty-one points and losing by thirty. <laughs> that like, is pretty crazy. Uh, there, like, there's no winners there. Like the de- Washington's defense can't even be like happy about the win. You gave yeah. forty-one points. Right. I'm gonna go through the uh, Pro Football Reference of that game in a sec because apparently there's yeah, information know, on like, it. When when that game was, <laughs> I'll, like, I'll tell you in a sec. Uh, quarterback. Just some interesting most recent ones. Not so Sam obviously Howell. the Rams it might Chief- be Sammy Ball. Rams Chiefs is the most one of the that was of recent game. games. Monday That's Night Football. Number three with 105, 54, 51 total. Uh, I don't remember any of these games. Brandon, interestingly enough, though, the uh, Ravens Browns uh, December 14th, 2020 game. I think that was the. That was Monday night. I think, I think. that was the Lamar that Poop was the one, right? Trace McSorley yeah. Yeah, Lamar comes in to replace yeah. Lamar, who had to go to the bathroom game. 
And then there was that like crazy touchdown right at the end to, for the bad beat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. But uh, that was a fun. That game. was a ridiculous game. That might that be was peak unreal. Ra- that might be peak Lamar Ravens. Honestly, that was a unreal night. Uh, peak Ravens was going into Pittsburgh on a Wednesday with RG three, and uh, then Trace, <laughs> and then he gets hurt, and then Trace McSorley comes in, and you guys win the game. Yeah. Uh, that's peak Baltimore Ravens football. Do you guys remember this one? Also 47-42, Chargers-Browns, 2021. Yes, I do remember that game. I don't think I remember it. Eckler and Chubb went absolutely crazy, like back and forth. It was just scoring, scoring, scoring. I, I only remember that because I was driving back from home. Was that Herbert's was... rookie year? It was 2021, it was so, so let's see. This is yeah. year – that was year two of Herbert. Uh, yeah, they were. You, that was twenty. They they were twenty twenty. So yeah, okay. year two. I was coming back from Fact home and right watching now? that game on like my phone in the car ride back. That's the only reason why I remember that game. Um, yeah, it it was uh, Herbert. The, the Seahawks and the Lions also had a high scoring game a couple years ago. They both scored like over forty. I think the past, including this year, the past three times they played, they scored over like sixty or something. They, they always have a high scoring. Seahawks, Seahawks Lions, like the past three yeah. years, including this. That's year. right. Yeah, this this is on there too. The uh, Seahawks. Lions game that scored a lot. Yeah, was that, there was at least 90 in that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, Seahawks-Lions 2022, 48-45. Uh, uh, wow. 93 total points. That puts it at 16. So, uh, Tua might win MVP. I mean, this is the Dolphins are so good. Favorite. I mean, it's really, right now it's got to be between Tua and Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. No, I, I come on. It's a you two, cannot, it's a two-headed no, it's, race it's not. right now. It is not. It is clearly Tua. <laughs> Right, I mean, you're I'm joking, you. I'm right? It, it's got to be <laughs> no. If it's not Tua, it's Brock Purdy. Let's be real. It's Tua or no one. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. No, I I still think Brock can get it, but as of right now, it's like clearly Tua. It's his I mean, to lose. He's got to have thrown for over a thousand yards already. He's at a thousand twenty-four. Yeah, let me let me pull up his stats. A thousand twenty-four, eight touchdowns, two picks, has the best QBR in the NFL. That's just unbelievable. I um, want to give you guys some other interesting things about this, by the way. The Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl from 2018 is the second highest scoring Super Bowl, and Chiefs-Eagles from last year is the third highest scoring. So, the highest? Uh, 1995, Chargers-49ers, 49 to 26. Not a great game. The other the other two, though. The cherry race went off in that So game. I didn't even realize that those were the highest scoring ones. Interesting. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Raven- I, know, I, just, I, kind I know of that Patriots-Rams real- isn't up there. Ra- yeah. <laughs> Ravens commanders in Vegas is going to go crazy. Yeah, slow your roll. Uh, no, neither of those like, teams are making it. That game it. will be 16 to like eight. Yeah. <laughs> With two field goals and a safety. Right. Just the craziest. Just imagine if we – imagine if the commanders and the Ravens played in the Super Bowl. I just – I don't – That would be – I don't wor- think we would be able to recover from no, how no, one of us nobody would, be. would be able to recover because whoever lost <laughs> would have would that hanging devastated. over them forever. It would be terrible. As much as I want that matchup, I <laughs> – that's probably like the least favorite. Let's, let's do, I will say people that would definitely want to watch watch us watch that game for sure. Dude, Let, let's do that we'd, when we're out of to, college. We'd have to get people to pay to have pay per view. Yeah, pay per view of us, us watching. watching that. This is the, there's some pretty crazy scorelines from this the highest scoring uh, <laughs> Redskins Giants game. There was a yeah, 62 on. yard defensive fumble return, a 41 okay. yard pass, a 50 yard pass, a 74 yard pass. A 52-yard punt return, 60-yard interception return. These are all for touchdowns, by the way. Um, and then a 45-yard rush. So 
a lot of chaos. <laughs> no defense. Just no defense on the deep ball. Madness in that game, but that's crazy. 113 points in one football game, and this isn't recent either. Do you have an, Do you have the year on that? Yeah, it's it's from um, November 27th, 1966. Hold on, 1966. There couldn't have been a lot of scoring back then. <laughs> this, They're not even throwing the ball. Look, a whole yeah, lot because in the, 60s. the 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 quarterback for the winning for the um, Redskins was uh, it was 106. Okay, two. Oh no, this is for the Giants. Um, the Redskins quarterback only passed for 145 yards. <laughs> Who was right. it? Um, was it Sonny Jurgensen? Sonny Jurgensen. Wow. And they won that game. Wow. They must have just – wait, how many rushing yards did the guy get? Hold on. <laughs> just run the football, baby. Oh, no, they split it up. They split it up. That's weird. Like, it's a weird box score. It's probably because of all those yeah, weird random – Yeah, uh, random scores. But, man – Sorry, I we dug a hole in the yeah. stat sheet. Let's go back. Uh, are we still talking Dolphins here? Yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about Tua, but this two-headed monster that the Dolphins have at running back right now, I mean, Devon Achan, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> it, no, people were like, during the game, they were like, A-Chain. And then he like I did, after I, the game he was chain, like yeah. yeah you guys been you were saying my name wrong and now that I just put up fifty fantasy <laughs> points I want you to say my name right so I'm pretty sure it's a Chan yeah so we'll go with that uh, Devon I think chan- he also might have told like the team that yeah like, he they were that's saying what the, that's what the tweet I saw <laughs> oh, was. Okay, was okay. Like, yeah he told the team <laughs> but then therefore the reporters were told yeah yeah um, yeah this guy rushes for two hundred yards and two touchdowns. Then catches four passes for 30 yards and another two touchdowns. Uh, has the big 67-yarder at the end. And then Raheem Mostert. Mm-hmm. He also had four touchdowns. 60 yards through the air, 82 on the ground. The, the amount of speed that this team has, and we've talked about it before. Waddle, Hill. Waddle who didn't even play. Exactly. Waddle doesn't even play in this game. They throw up 70. And then Achan and Mostert. If Tua can just be half the Robbie player. Chosen. Robbie Chosen. Braxton Barrios. I love that his uh, name is Chosen. Barrios was um, not speed. River Craycraft. Don't think he has speed. Alex Earl on the sideline too, by the way. I just wanted to mention that. Thought, that's the, I thought they broke up. I was confused. I the, think they're in a open relationship, question mark. Like, they're not exclusive. I think yeah. she's I think the right. Dolphins' secret weapon. Uh, yeah. I mean. The missing ingredient. Braxton um, Barrios wasn't looking like this last year. Right. Is he actually having like a good statistic? I mean, he, he caught two passes for 33 yards. He's already up over 100 yards this season. I'm gonna check what he did last year. Do you even? Get We're really that? diving into the stats. Uh, he only, he is 103 yards this year. Last year he had all of 145. Let's go, what's Braxton. The, what's the age difference there, actually, Braxton? He's Barry. 27. She's probably like 23, if I had to guess. Yeah, that's probably right. Okay, that's not too weird, actually. No. Anyway, if <laughs> <laughs> if Tua can be half the player that he's been so far this season, and the Dolphins get similar play on the defensive side of the ball as they've gotten. This team could easily win 13 or 14 games and make a deep run into the playoffs, very likely get the number one seed in a division that is really crumbling right now with the Patriots playing awful, the Jets season pretty much being over. As we suspected, it's it was going to be the Jets, Bills, and Dolphins grinding it out. Now the Jets are out of the picture. Big game this weekend, Miami, Buffalo. Whoever wins this game is going to have the upper hand going forward. And I think Miami's just going to blow Buffalo out. So I, I just want to say one thing. I think it's so interesting that the that, – because there was so much excitement around this Miami team when Tyreek Hill went there. And I would say that they you know, they came out strong like they're coming out strong this year. Because they, they, they did come out strong they last year. They were 3 last yeah. year also. Uh, 
But this is different. I mean, this is just this is just offensive onslaught. This looks like controlled football. This doesn't look like they're overachieving in the slightest. They just put seventy points on a team. I I see them as by far the strongest team in the AFC right now. And I I know I don't think Kansas City has looked that good. We've talked about how Buffalo hasn't looked that good. Baltimore's not even in the conversation right now. And they they're dominating. Like they're far yeah. and away right now the best team. It's pretty interesting. They, they go into LA. Throw thirty six, go into New England. Let me double that. Grind out a twenty four to seventeen win, and then home opener throw up seventy without their second best receiver. I think it would be the number one on most teams. I think the thing that's been most impressive is they've done it different ways. Like they were throwing the ball through the air and running the ball, but especially throwing the ball against Denver, against the Chargers, they were just ripping it through the air. And then New England, they decided, okay, we're gonna stop Tyreek Hill. He only had five for forty. And most of runs 18 for 121. So they, I think that was their problem last year is they couldn't run the ball. They, they were handicapped by that. And now they have a complete offense. And fun fact with Raheem Mostert, he's gone weeks Ooh, one through three. W- week one, r- one rushing touchdown. Week two, two rushing touchdowns. Week three, three rushing touchdowns. So <laughs> book it. He's going to have four rushing touchdowns. rushing touchdowns in week six. Wow. That would be nuts. But the one thing I'm noticing, literally just looking through the box score, the amount of explosive plays this team got. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, you put up 70 points, you're going to get explosive plays. A Chan, 67-yard rush. Mostert, 20-yard rush. Chris Brooks, their third-string running back, a 52-yard rush. I'd never even heard of this guy. Uh, Tyreek Hill had that 54-yard touchdown catch at the beginning of the game. Robbie Chosen, the 68-yarder that Brandon mentioned. Braxton Berrios, 22-yard catch. Like, that's at, what's that, seven plays of over 20 yards in one game? Some teams struggle to get that over a three-week span. The explosiveness of this team is what's going to carry them far. And I think, obviously... I can't say we've only reached the tip of the iceberg because they just threw up 70, but it's clear that they can consistently put up big numbers like this. I'm just trying to do the, like, in my head, I'm realizing if you score 70, right? So that's your, in theory, you're scoring like a touchdown every six minutes, say. Uh, There's no way you can even get close to these numbers without like a bunch of huge plays because like you just can't even have that many drives in a game, even if you scored on every single one. So I think that's, I think that's a big reason why these score lines never happen is because they're not even possible unless there's like multiple failures down in the, like in the back of the defense. And then you get all these huge scoring plays. And also piggybacks on what the defense is doing. Denver only had 13 points going into the fourth quarter. Like the Dolphins defense is Mm -hmm. a big reason why the offense was able to get the ball back and have these explosive plays. And then the skill position guys just took over the game from there. Yeah. And then just one final stat, six, of their 10 touchdown drives lasted less than two minutes. <laughs> are you serious? Yep. Wow. So what, like, what are those? Hold on. I got, I got to look at this. One of them, score. one of them was just a three yard, I guess. I don't know how they got the ball, but it was a three yard <laughs> touchdown run. Everything else was okay. The first one, three play 75 yards. Second play. The second drive that this happened with was six plays, 86 yards. Then the one play three yards. Then two plays eight yards, three plays sixty-eight yards, two plays seventy-five yards. That's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, these are ridiculous. Like, two. Yeah, like two plays. T- what what happened here? Mostert. Three. Oh, because they started at the. Yeah. So that. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, part of this is, part of this is the ridiculously good defense just like keeps giving the offense the ball, and if you score, I at this point now we've just as an overview on the league because we're talking about the Dolphins. You've got. 
Miami, obviously. You've got San Francisco, who I don't think has really faltered either. They've looked no. really good. Yeah, they're legit. Uh, and then Philadelphia. I would say those are the only three teams that look like they don't have really any issues yet, right? I would say. I would. I mean, Buffalo had the rough week one. Um, yeah, I guess. But the last two weeks, they've looked really good. We'll dive more into the specifics of the their blowout win over Washington a little later. But I think they've hit their stride, and they've built a little bit of momentum. But now... Week four, as I alluded to a couple minutes ago, they get this Dolphins team. I yeah. think it's in Buffalo, which will certainly it help. Is. It's going to be a great um, I mean, they But bar- that's going to be a dog fight. <laughs> they, they barely beat the Dolphins in Buffalo in the playoffs right. with Skylar Thompson. Right. So I, there's just, I don't see a way where Buffalo wins that game, but I think they're still very competitive in this early quarter of the season. Oh, this is so, I mean... This is huge that they're getting the Bills this early in Buffalo because I oh, mean yeah. th- I think the big thing that you're worried about now with my and I, I mean there's still the playoffs so just you don't health really, reasons yeah yeah well health and also I think that and I know I'm pulling this directly from PMT but uh, they're not they're probably not gonna fare well if they play in like a tough environment in the playoffs or something like that just because of the way that this offense works but if they get like 15 wins uh, playoff games in Miami are gonna be perfect for them so I think they're in a really good position to makes a real impact it's just so strange to me because the way that this team is composed doesn't shout like they're not going to be strong not going to be strong as first year but they're really going to hit their stride the second year like that doesn't just with a young quarterback with all these weapons like I don't it's interesting to me that all of a sudden they just click everything clicks in the second season I don't know it's going to be a fun ride with this team they're going to be a must watch every week all right uh Chargers Vikings another great game uh Guys, I have a question for you. So, fourth and one, you're at your own 24, up four, uh, with a minute 51 in the fourth. What do you do? You punt the football. <laughs> Clearly, you go for it. And the other team doesn't have any timeouts. Brandon Staley is, I mean. He, that man <laughs> has some balls on him. No, the, the problem with him is, like, his whole thing when he first got hired and, like, his first season, it was like, yeah, he would like do these aggressive calls, but he'd be consistent about it. Like he isn't consistent and this is too aggressive. Like you don't go for it on your own 24-yard line up four with a minute to go I when, when you're you, 0 2. How are there any analytics no that How are there any analytics that say that that's the right decision? I would love to see like, I th- I think it was the fact that Minnesota didn't have any timeouts and it was a yard. And then if you get that one yard, you win the game. Like they get, the game was over if they get that one yard, but they decide to go fullback dive. I think on that fourth. <laughs> yeah, and it's one also play. the play call. Like, just throw a quick slant to Keenan Allen, or just do a like an outside zone with yeah. your running back. I get you don't have Eckler, but I I would have been much. I'd much rather would have liked to see them go play action. Herbert was forty for forty-seven for four hundred five yards with no interceptions. Meanwhile, they ran the ball 15 times for 30 yards. So clearly they couldn't run the ball. So if you're going to go for it, I think play action would have worked well there because you've got Keenan Allen. He's probably going to get open. He had 18 catches. And even if he doesn't, Herbert can move. He could even just pick it up on a bootleg. I haven't seen any of Quinton Johnston. I should probably look at that. Uh, 18 you, receptions. We'll be seeing a lot more of him Oh, now. has he looked M- good? Mike Williams tore his ACL. Oh, that's right, yeah. So. I forgot about that. Uh Remember when I called Quentin Johnston to the Chargers draft yeah, night? You yeah, did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Keenan Allen, eighteen catches. By the way, I, I know you said it. That's that's kind of crazy in a in a single game. All these really that weird... approached the single game record. Yeah, is what what I is think the it's twenty or twenty one. 
and I don't know who did it. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. That's right. I think it's twenty. I have I have one that says Terrell Owens caught twenty in two thousand. Marshall broke it after that. I think he had twenty one. Brandon Marshall has the most uh, with twenty one versus yeah, twenty one. I was like, I thought it was twenty one, but um, who was this quarterback? Was that that wasn't Cutler. that was Jay Cutler? That was oh, either I think it was Broncos. Denver, yeah, that's Cutler. I mean, it would have been. Oh Denver my God, Puka Nakua is on here. Nakua. Yeah, Puka Nakua. He had like seventeen. He had fifteen. 15 that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what a beast. What What else do we have here? We're looking at some great. Jason Witten is at fourth on this list with 18 receptions. Wow. That's Romo's best friend. <laughs> uh, Brandon Marshall again. Go down Jeez. the list. I want to hear the names. Like the top yeah. 10. Uh, so Brandon Marshall, Terrell Owens with 20. Keenan Allen with 18. So he's on. He's third now. Jason Witten, 18. Brandon Marshall, 18. Tom Fears. Antonio Brown in 2015. All right. Clark Gaines. Keenan Allen again in 2020. Wow. Possession king. Michael Thomas in 2018, 16. Rece- that Slant makes sense. Boy. Can't guard Mike. Antonio Brown, Wes Welker, Troy Brown, Keenan, Jerry Rice, Sonny. Yeah, so Puka, that's pretty cool, though. So many cool stats that we're seeing here. Yeah. You ever, that's kind of a cool thing that Brandon Marshall can tell his grandkids. I have the record. I caught the most balls in a game, kids. That's such like a hard record to break, yeah. too. Like 21. So with, many things need ta- to go right for you. With the talent of NFL cornerbacks now, like the fact that if you're that good, like somebody's going to be shadowing you the entire game and you throw 18 catches on him i don't know what the vikings were doing defensively i don't think they have a single good corner if they're giving up 18 catches to one guy mike williams also had seven if, for if about I had 21 guess, before he got hurt byron murphy was probably on there because he had 10 tackles a cornerback should not have 10 tackles yeah you're in a right game. definitely i don't uh, I don't even know half of these guys. And he probably was in the slot. I'm just surprised that there's guy. not a single like running back on here. Because you would think that there'd be at least a game where a guy checked down just a ton of times to one right. running back. But I, mean, I don't know. That's weird to me. Any Tom Brady running back should be on there. Yeah. Deion you would Lewis. Think at least once. Uh, Brandon Bolden. Just pulling up. the. I want to get the Vikings start. They had a... Okay, I don't, I'm not going to pull up what their record was. Great start last year. 0-3 now. They, and all three... And, all, and all three was everyone expect, one-score games. Yeah, was everyone expecting it, though? Because I know that they were really good at one-score games last year. I think they were expecting year. regression, not, not this, this much, though. this yeah. quickly. And it's not even Kirk's fault. No, no it's like, not Kirk's fault. He's been their best player. He's playing great right now. He's thrown for 10, Over 1,000 yards. He's got better numbers, in theory, than Tua. 10, His QBR isn't great, yeah, but QBR isn't great. Not the best stat. Nine touchdowns, only the two interceptions. He's thrown for at least three hundred and forty yards in each three game each of the three games. Thrown at least two touchdowns. Played a phenomenal game in Phil- in Philadelphia. That might be one of the best games of his career, but the defense let him down. And I don't know what happened week one against Tampa Bay. I think that was just a grind where they Oh, that was the game they lost a bunch of fumbles. They just turned the ball over way too much. Can you be clear that could be any of the three games this season? That's true. I think they are just having a big fumble problem. Hawkinson fumbled on Sunday, and then I think Madison has like four fumbles on the season. Um, I think what they need to do is I think all coaches should do this. Like during practice, if you're having a fumbling problem, get like a real baby and just use that as the football. And so they have incentive not to fumble. Think about it. No, no NFL player would want to fumble a baby. I don't know have, about that. Have one. I talked? That's unethical. Have I talked to you guys about the little man thing in football? No. All right. So the roommates have said this a bunch. By the way, they say that every team's like goal line play should be to get like the smallest guy 
you can find. Get him hoist yeah, him up. Yeah, yeah. Get him get him padded up. Have him cover the football, and then you hike it and you just throw him over the goal line. I feel like that would work, right? That, isn't that why Deuce Vaughn's in the league right now? Uh, why yeah. the Cowboys drafted and, him? Uh, so I, I I just wonder I how, see how you defend happen. that because so, yeah. so so this Imagine. is what I was thinking. I was I I was thinking eventually. No, at, at first it would be a bra- a broken play, and then eventually. The, the defenses would start getting their Do own the little guys and start chucking them. And then what we have created is the most incredible thing you would watch on TV, just teams throwing humans at each other. I mean, uh, <laughs> or you wouldn't even have anybody throwing each other. You'd get the biggest, get the most athletic guy, like your strong safety, meet him at the <laughs> yeah, goal exactly. line, or, and they and spear then, heads, and, then, and this little guy goes back to the five. And then you could do, you could do fakes with it, and so like – you, you have throw like the little guy, but he doesn't actually have the football. Oh, true. Or you could have a bunch of little guys. That's actually a crazy. Concept. You could have a bunch of little guys all thrown at the same time, and you don't know which I one has the football. I think he just innovated the new goal line offense. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you would actually be surprised how many times the roommates have talked about when the... you have little man <laughs> football. Isn't that a? Gr- I mean, would that be I just, illegal? Te- I don't think that's I, illegal. It's not right? illegal. I just don't think. And like, say you're a little man. You're like, hey, your one job on our team is to get thrown at another team. Yeah, do you think there's a chance that one of them might die? Yes. If they go helmet to helmet, probably. With yeah. my method of the strong safety meeting <laughs> them in the gap, yeah. Like, could you imagine Sean Taylor meeting Darren Sproles? Yeah. Like, if you throw well, I'm Darren not Sproles, Sproles I don't even yeah. think you could throw Darren Sproles. When I'm talking, like, li- I'm talking, like, midgets? Actu- yes. Okay. okay. I I, we didn't have to go there. Well, no, but that's the idea. You'd that's have well, to I have think I thought that was term. implied with little men. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, know, I don't know why he's saying yeah. Darren no, Sproles. Darren Sproles, Sproles is probably bigger than you, bro. No, but in terms of average football size, he's a little man. Well, right. But I'm talking, like, we're talking, like, actual little person. Oh, I was thinking, like, no, 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 no. I'm thinking, like, literal little person you could pick up and throw. But then you just had to come out and say it, you know. <laughs> well, no, I, don't I was think making that's a clarification. I mean, nothing wrong with people. Of, I don't know what the word well, is. We Am were I just, sa- to, yeah, we were just saying. I actually man, thought you man. were talking about like the smallest footballers. That's why I said do spawn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were just yeah. making a joke. No, yeah. I, was, I actually has, thought you were talking. No feel. Okay. No feel. Yeah. Well, it's okay. I, it was a legitimate question. All right, uh, that's all we have for Vikings Chargers. Up next. Uh, well, this game didn't count because it was a blown call in the, exactly. end of the game. So sure. Uh, how did the Ravens even make it close with the Colts? Why did I pick them it's, minus it's, seven and a half? Why, what why, I, why do I watch Minshew this game? What, what I've learned is that the a the Ravens always have one of these games. Like they can't, they can't Often just multiple. keep rolling. I they mean, te- yes. they tend to come in the postseason. <laughs> yeah, they're getting it out of the way now. But Chiefs I'm lost. Surprised you even know what that is. Chiefs, man. funny. Yeah, Chiefs I've, I've heard lost rumors. to the Colts in Week Three last year. They ended with a Super Bowl win, so I'm still riding high. Okay. I mean. The cards are on the table. That was a road loss to the Chiefs. You lost to the Colts at home. It doesn't matter. We Injury lo- we bug. lost against a better quarterback. Injury bug has been pretty brutal for the Ravens. Uh, everyone's hurt. OBJ's already hurt. Uh who else? I mean, Tyler Linderbaum, Yuri uh, Davis, Ronnie Stanley, Marcus Williams, offensive... Marlon Humphrey. My, my brother sent me a list. Hold on, I'm gonna pull this up. Also, Gus I don't even now. know the name of the guy who's playing center for us right now, right, but I go. saw a tweet. Sam Mustafer. Yeah, I saw a tweet. Fucking bomb. Yeah, he, I saw a I tweet that him. was like PFF, like, oh, zero pressures loud. First of all, he plays center, so that's kind of a skewed stat. Also, he like couldn't hand the ball to Lamar. He couldn't. Like, why are we giving complimenting tweets when this guy sucked ass? He was no one should horrible. be complimenting that Ready guy. for this? Your entire running back room from the opening roster, J.K. Dobbins, Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, Melvin, Gus or Keaton hurt. Mitchell, OBJ, Rashad Bateman, Tylen Wallace, Linderbaum, Andrew Voorhees, Ronnie Stanley, your long snapper, Nick Moore. No, hum- not Nicky. 
Marlon Humphrey, Demarion Williams, Trayvon Mullen, Marcus Williams, Ardarius Washington, Adafi Oa, David Ajabo, Malik Ham, Tyus Bowser. That's like a full 11 on 11 right there. Basically. I think that team Literally, would go out four, and beat the like current team that like we have. Four running backs. Three, you guys are down to Melvin Gordon and Kenyon Drake. On a, That team healthy kills the Ravens' current team right now. Like, So it's great, even with Tyler Huntley playing quarterback. Unreal. It was tough. I would say that the defense played well. Then we kind of did the usual Ravens thing of if we're not in control of a game in the fourth, fourth quarter, we decide we just want to give it up, especially at home. We love doing that at home. Uh, I thought Minshew actually did play really well, though. Like, he, yeah. he always does this. Yeah, and, of course, we're the team that gets Minshewed, but it's okay. I mean, and, of course, Matt Gay has the best game out right, of any yeah. kicker in NFL history because why not? And I thought it was in. I thought, you know, I think this game's on Justin Tucker. Yeah, I thought Tucker's yeah, he's missed, missed that 61-yarder to potentially what, win the so, game. He what's missed so last week, too, right? What, or two so weeks ago? What's so funny is that, Did like, yeah, everyone, th- like everyone thought it was going in because it was online. Like, I don't that I don't remember him missing a kick short, like, ever. I, w- I just thought of it in my head. They should have, like, a, they should have like a side camera shot too of the field goal and have like one of those tracers like a golf tracer so that oh, you can be see because yeah. then you'd be like because if you're watching the justin tucker thing like i don't know it's gonna be <laughs> yeah because your your whole thought as it was going like for me I, I watched it i was like okay this looks good but i don't think it's gonna reach i think i said something like oh yeah or something like i said something positive and I was like, oh, it's painful typical ravens play i'm not really gonna count a lot of what happens right now because they are I mean, this is ridiculous injury bug like this isn't even the team that we have playing i thought lamar actually played pretty okay though he's just had a pretty tough offensive line right now yeah i mean he ran for over 100 yards yeah feet looked good he was passing okay the, fu- the fumble was bad fumble I mean, was bad zay looked really good though so zay continues to look the, the fair it, so what it was is it was a fair catch on the kickoff after the safety and they they originally had the time I think as like one fifty eight, but then they so they told Zay to fair catch it. But then at the last second, they changed it to two minutes and three seconds, and the Ravens couldn't communicate to him to not call fair catch anymore. So that's why he called fair catch. Uh, which then put you yeah, yeah, yeah. giving a stoppage and then giving the Colts more time to go down and kick that game-tying field goal. It just sucks to me how many dynamic... Like, with Lamar and Zay especially, I kind of feel like if Andy Reid was their coach, it, this offense would just be incredible. Like I think it's it all... It's because the offensive line is bad. Yeah, well, that, is true. that is true. But I just feel... I feel like especially because the offensive line is so bad, it should be more of like a spaced-out offense that's they're, just they're all about like that. a like lot they, of... Zay had eight catches. The problem is he can't run anything beyond five yards because there's no time to throw it to him. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I actually have like the fact that they've been very committed to just giving him the ball because they haven't really been able to hold... Like the offensive line's had so many issues. Ten targets, eight catches, 48 yards. Yeah, he's yeah. looked really good. Uh, let's go on to your team losing as well. Unless you have anything else to say. It was just kind of a depressing one. I don't yeah, know. It, wasn't it, that, it wasn't that tough. It wasn't. You want to talk about depressing. This was but bad. Let's yeah. get you, into you it. You got that field goal. Hey, by the, can I look at something? Is your ESPN... Yours is like red, right? Mine yeah. Is, look at this. What All mine mean? are like dark red. It's like maroon. Huh. And Let this one's see. actual red. Let me see. Interesting. You see that? It's a bad podcast. You see that? Look, this one's... Regular red. These are all dark red. Oh yeah, that is weird. interesting. Very strange. Um, uh, yeah, bad so, podcasting. I wonder where you stole that from. 
Buffalo. Everything I say on here is just from PMT. It's just regurgitated. Buffalo, Washington. Um, I like that you noticed. Brandon that. titled Sam Howell is a fraud on our rundown. I'm not going to say he's a fraud, but this was unfair. Very, 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 very bad performance from Howell. He was one read only, um, nine sacks, nine. <laughs> He was holding onto the ball he, way he, too much. He was holding onto the ball. If his one read wasn't there, he panicked. Um, and then if the read was potentially there, he'd say, "Oh, let me throw it." Four interceptions, <laughs> and like the one, the pick six he threw to AJS. He, he, he tried Espinesa. to loft it. He over threw it directly at it. Pretty bad to get it to Gibson, and he throws it right at his hands, and Epineza just takes it back for six. That's just inexcusable. Yeah. And like, what are we doing? Um, and <laughs> and how? Like for how fourth career start, right? Um, you just come off this really good win in Denver. You're playing this really good team in Buffalo. I'd like to just see anything work. Like, why are you try- just trying to force it? Take what the defense gives you. Work your way down the field. And I get the the offensive line is bad. But you have Terry McLaurin. You have Jahan Dotson. You have Curtis Samuel. You have your college wide receiver one in De'Ami Brown as a comfort blanket if you really need him that bad. Like, there's weapons on this team. Cole Turner, Antonio Gibson's running a lot of routes as well if he could hold on to the ball. Um, but, man, it was just a really rough performance. Um, and I, I don't think Eric Bieniemy deserves a lot of praise either. Like, oh, he, really? He, like, he, did, he called a really good game against Denver. Um, but it's clear he's not used to not having the luxury of Mahomes and Kelsey to where they, he can call a play or suggest a play. Sam Howell, Cole Turner is literally Kelsey Mahomes. So 2.0. my my question is, and I haven't been looking at their game. I haven't been watching their games tightly enough to notice this, but have they run any of those like classic Chiefs uh, trick plays or no? Any- they have. I know they like because I remember training camp videos like they were working on them, but they haven't really done anything that's caught my any, eye any, any kind of creative stuff yeah i mean it's a lot of like quick play action like but there's like no emphasis on the run game mm-hmm. and i think that's partially because the enemy's so used to like not having to run the ball or if they need to like come back in a game like mahomes just takes the game over sam howell in his fourth career start is not at that place where he can just turn on a switch and take a game over like the reason we won that game last week, he did make a couple nice plays, but Brian Robinson was a workhorse. Brian Robinson gets ten carries in a game that was two scores going into the fourth quarter. That's just unacceptable. You have to put an emphasis on running the ball if you're not going to be able to get these big plays down the field or even intermediate plays because Howell is frantic in the pocket or there's not enough time to throw the ball. You have to find ways to get your players in space Jahan Dotson's had like two or three catches in each of the first three games so far McLaurin six catches for 41 yards he had this week had a nice game last week Curtis Samuel only had two catches these guys just aren't getting enough looks and it's it's something's got to change and it's it's early still two and one right but you're going into Philly Philly's defensive line is a million times better than what Buffalo has in the defensive line if you give up nine sacks to Buffalo Philadelphia on paper should have 15, 15 to 20. Yeah. Like, so there's going to have to be some wrinkle made in practice this week to make Sam more comfortable and to get his, get the ball out of his hands quicker, and you have to put the ball in Brian Robinson's hands more. Um, on the defensive side of things, I thought the defense played relatively well. 
Um, in the first half, they it was a little crazy. Um, Josh Allen was running all over the place. Um, but a lot of the stats for the Bills just came like stat padding late in the game. Um, the 21 points in the fourth quarter is misleading because you had the Gibson fumble a minute in that led to a short field. The Howell pick six, and then the defense had been on the field for like 40 minutes and was just completely gassed by James Cook running the ball every time down their throat. So just a really, really rough game. Uh, I really am not too mad about it. There's obviously concerns there, but we're 2-1 and one right now. I thought we'd be 2-1 and one at this point, so I can't really complain a whole lot. I, I think the plan for Philadelphia needs to be have a running back and a tight end block on most if not all pass plays and just trust those three receivers because i don't think sam's gonna have the time to do anything otherwise right i think the thing you're saying that's really interesting about not uh going into the run as much as maybe they should be i would wonder from like a b enemy psychology if he would needed defenses to commit more to the run than or more to the pass than usual with Mahomes because they wanted to throw it so much they were like we're not going to run the ball unless we really have a good look whereas with Washington it should always just be whatever's you know a better opportunity because Sam Howell isn't some like above average quarterback that well another point I'll make off of that the only way play action works is if you establish the run and you get the linebackers and the safeties to bite and then you can beat them on those crossing intermediate routes and go over the top if you don't establish the run game running play action is pointless (laughs) because they know you're gonna pass and with the type of play action they're running it's like a quick one second turn and shotgun they don't run a whole lot of play action under center quite yet uh, which I would like to see them do a little bit more of um, but yeah, the, the just give the ball to Brian Robinson and see what happens. That needs to be the mentality this week. Uh, all right, let's do a little wrap up of other stuff. Mike Williams, like you said, tore his ACL, uh, Derek Carr shoulder injury. I didn't see this. I don't really he, know. I think he's going to be out for I a think, couple weeks. Yeah, I think he missed the fourth quarter yeah, that allowed the Packers to kind of come back and win it. So I think it could be a big time injury. I mean, they do have Jameis. He's. He's Jameis, so you never know what you're going to get from him. They have Taysom Hill. I want to scenario. I want to uh, briefly talk. Just I didn't. This isn't in the rundown, but uh, C.J. Stroud has looked yeah. really. I we didn't talk I don't about think he the has a turnover yet. Yeah, hasn't hasn't uh, thrown an interception yet. I think he already has the record. Uh, Texans beat the Jaguars pretty comfortably. They don't Jags just beat them. They yeah. beat them into the ground. Jags don't look as good as they as everyone is probably expecting them to. And C.J. Stroud has looked like by far. And I Bryce Young is hurt now, right? Yeah, yeah. he missed last week. But Stroud Stroud looked really good against Baltimore. I thought Brandon the first time we watched him, and he has continued to be good. Which I thought that's a little surprising. I, I, definitely I think wasn't the biggest expecting... thing I noticed was he was sacked five times in week one, six times in week two. He wasn't sacked at all last oh, wow. week. So it's not just that. He had such a good game passing-wise, he just didn't get sacked. And I, I just think that a lot of people thought that Bryce Young kind of had a little bit over him. I think that's partly because Ohio State's quarterbacks, especially with the way Field is looking, it's been a bad couple se- bad few years. But CJ C- Stroud's looked great. I mean, he, he looks like the clear rookie of the year right now. Yep. This, this Texans offense, the well, running game has not been there at all. For someone that has Damian Pearson fantasy, he's had like 30 yards on 11 carries each of the first three well, games. So the fact that they were able to put up 30 offensive points in Jacksonville, that's that was really surprising to me. And just quickly on Jacksonville, I think they'll be fine. Uh, they, ha- they have back-to-back games in London, starting with 
this week against Atlanta, and I think they'll get back up over 500 before they head back to the States. I'll just say, like I, the big thing that we're seeing this season is there are very few teams right now that can take care of business week in, week out. A lot of faltering, a lot of right. inconsistencies. We've seen a lot of the teams that we were expecting to play well play well one week, and then they turn around and don't play well. Uh, I guess we, I guess we're probably pretty skewed on the Chiefs too, just because they lost that Week One game. I'm sure the Chiefs are probably. I didn't really watch much of that Bears game, but I'm sure they're in a good spot right now. Uh, let's go to college football, starting with I think big. I, oh, I think I took out the other thing. I think this is okay. This is all I need to talk okay. about. Um, Ohio State, big, huge win, huge win in. It was in Notre Dame. Yeah, in South Bend. Yeah. Uh, I saw it was exciting. Did not see the game because I don't really. It actually wasn't that exciting oh, of until the, game. the end. The only like memorable play was the last one. And then Ryan Day on national television, very angry with Lou Holtz. Uh, let's break down the lore because I don't really have a lot on this. So Lou Holtz um, goes on the Pat McAfee show Friday, has a sit down conversation with the other Lou Holtz. Uh, one of the guys on the Pat McAfee show like does a really good Lou Holtz in like impersonation so they had him like dress up as Lou Holtz and then have a conversation with Lou Holtz and he's asking the real Lou Holtz about Ohio State um and Lou Holtz comes comes out and is like oh yeah like Ohio State like has gotten beaten by all these good teams because they're not physical enough like Ryan Day's an overrated coach like Ohio State will never amount to anything uh Notre Dame's gonna run him out of the stadium something along those lines and then after the game, after Ohio State wins on the last play of the game, uh, Ryan Day gets interviewed by the NBC reporter and just goes, man, I want to know where Lou Holtz is at. <laughs> and keep in mind, Lou Holtz is 86 yeah, years old. Right. He is in bed at this point. Like he, he might, The way he was talking about our right, team. Right. Like, And he's trying to pick this fight with an 86-year-old man who has way more success in his career than Ryan Day does. And... He's like just trying to start this fight over yeah. no reason. Like anybody's entitled to their opinion, but the fact that he wanted to pick that on national television and then like double down on it in the press conference. He did. Too, he, that yeah, was he, the crazy part to me. Like it's one thing to say that in the heat of the moment, but to then like have like ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes to calm down and then make it another point of emphasis. Man, like I just want to like beat the shit out of Lou Holtz right now for saying that like sentiment of the nursing he home he looked like, so angry like he it, it was funny too because when when they he kind of looked a little calm going into the press conference and as soon as they went back to the little right. thing he's like yeah man it's, it's just so dis- like, <laughs> it, I just think it's really unnecessary like mm-hmm. just a horrible fight to pick with somebody that's got a whole lot more respect in the college football landscape than you do uh, and a ton of people have Lou Holtz's back compared to yours so I just thought it was really interesting, but kudos to Ohio State for winning that game in South Bend. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly agree with Lou Holtz. Like, Ryan Day, he took over. And He's been kind of mid, yeah. In term 2018, <laughs> he coached three games, whatever. And then 2019, they go 13-1. and They lose in their bowl game. 2020, they go 7-1. and They win in the CFP playoff, then lose in the national championship game. I think 2019... Yeah, it was a semifinal game. They lost. 2021, 11-2. Last year, they go 11-2 again and lose in the semifinal. So he, by Ohio State standards, he hasn't really won anything. And I'm pretty sure, as Lou Holtz said, he's 0-2 against Michigan. And I think that's kind of the part where Lou Holtz was talking about. It's that they're just not one of those great football teams. 
under Ryan Day, and I I loved how Lou Holtz doubled down on it earlier today, earlier uh, on Tuesday, and he said, "quote I don't think they're a great football team, and he can go after me all he wants." So that's just funny how I mean, if you're Lou Holtz, you've got nothing else to do. You're you're what 86 years old. What else are you gonna do except talk about this? Let's go Notre Dame. Uh, do we not want to talk about Colorado? I just thought we, it was... We can, we can mention All right. <laughs> they, got, they got destroyed. Man. Oh, you don't like them? I after Did you see the video that Oregon put out today? No. Of them, like, on the... Or, so, Oregon put out, like, a six-minute, like, highlight video from the Colorado game and included, like, at least a minute worth of clips of, like, Colorado, like, players, like, talking shit before the game. Like, oh wow! And th- like for somebody that like talks about getting disrespected, like they were dishing out so much disrespect. Like it was crazy how entitled and arrogant Colorado was acting going into this game against Oregon, and then they just get steamrolled by thirty six points. I Colorado needed to be humbled, and I'm so glad that they got humbled, and they're gonna get humbled again at home this time. Against USC on big. Wait, I I, I want to believe that part. I'll beat the shit out of anyone. Why y'all so little? We finna run through y'all ass. Yeah, seriously, like (laughs) Colorado is literally like. Okay, but this is this is like right before the game. I feel like that's not like disrespectful. But they were also like stomping on their logo. I saw that. That was crazy. There's a there's a balance between talking shit and taking it too far. Like. You've won three games. You start out 3-0. That's nice. This team is ranked number 10. They are way better than you. There's one thing to be like, okay, we're the underdog. Like, we're going to come in here. Like, a lot of moxie, a lot of confidence. We'll talk a little bit of shit and then prove it out in the field. You can't do all that and lose by 36. Do you think that, like, if it wasn't Colorado and we saw the clips of all the shit talking, we would be like, yeah, that's kind of just a regular thing. And I, cause I feel like Colorado, I still think it was crazy that they went out and that dude was stomping on the logo. Right. But I think like, I think what is a little unfair to the Colorado players is that they're being just like, I really think that the Oregon coach was not, I don't think he was upset about any of like the stuff that you described or that was in the video. I don't think so. I think he's probably just pissed that like his team is the better team in the Pac-12 and they get no attention. Like everyone has been obsessed with Colorado and to be fair, it's a great story, but I don't think the players should have like this expectation where it's like, you know, you should be like you you shouldn't be holding yourself to such a high standard like I just cuz I don't think that they're really the ones that are setting their media perception, you know? Like it's not fair to them it, I disagree because they've literally made a Dion's made a point of emphasis on like having the cameras around and like oh yeah fair enough ha, and like he does the sixty minutes interview like they've been all over the national media and that's at to some degree no fault of their own yeah but to some degree it's like like Dion Sanders You're asked gonna, Stephen A. Smith yeah. to come do first take in Boulder like no it's fair no it's fair. no other college coach is doing that yeah. So I, but I don't think anything Dion is doing is wrong because he's doing everything not, perfectly. To, he is literally he's he did, a great he, marketer. Yeah, he De- brought back the program yeah. in three games. Dion's not doing yeah, anything yeah. wrong. That was all on the players, and I'm glad they got humbled. And I hope that they don't do that again because USC will kick their ass worse than Colorado. Or but than I, did. I'll, I'll say one I thing though. I want to believe that, but I mean USC isn't looking like fantastic. Their <laughs> Colorado looked really bad. Yeah, I mean, USC only beat Arizona State by. 14. I mean, I think USC is going to win 
by over 20, but I don't I mean, think... I mean, they have Caleb Williams. I, I, I don't think it's going to be that bad as Oregon. What do you think of Shadur, by the way? I'm curious. I you. think he's good, mm-hmm. um, but it was very clear that he was lost without Travis Hunter. Um, and they have good. They have other good receivers, and I think he is definitely ca- has the ability to play in the NFL, um, but that was his first Pac-12 conference game, the first really true road atmosphere that he's faced. I mean, he w- went into... TCU and play really well there, but like going into, Oregon is different. Like going into Oregon, a conference game, yeah. like your first like Division One conference game. That's just a big monster. But listen, it's also his fourth Division One game, right. and Oregon is probably one of the hardest places to places and to play football like, like, in the hit, country. The, in general. the offensive line. I don't even terrible. think he turned the ball over though. Yeah, I don't he actually think he played. I I, okay. I, 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 I think will you're say right, actually, I don't think he turned the ball. over. I will say I I'm not actually the biggest like Colorado fan, but I can't help but love Shadur and. No, and yeah, like I agree. They are the they're everything about that story has been college football has been great this year. Yeah, it's been a great. I, I think what's holding Colorado back is that they don't have an offensive line. That's kind of the one area where you can't go into the transfer portal to fix because a big part of that is continuity mm-hmm. and right. chemistry. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do who's week and who's week. It's back, baby. Uh, segment that we did a few times. Really, really confusing name but uh yeah. we're gonna say someone who has a good who had a good week and someone who had a bad week and they're weak yeah uh and can i go first yes go for it all right my who had a good week is travis kelsey because yeah. he's dating the most famous woman in the country right now maybe respect uh artist definitely the most favorite artist so what's most our famous. what's our timeline here they they i give it two months uh, well, no, I'm saying like, what oh. was that? We we heard we started hearing rumors. Uh, he had like the clip of him on his podcast talking about Taylor. Then like, the, I swear the rumors were really started building like last week. Yeah, it was out of nowhere. I yeah, feel like, and all of a sudden she's sitting in his box on Sunday, and the internet broke. And I was actually even a little excited. I'm like, this is crazy. This is an yeah. a this is an a lister with a legit other a lister. Like these are two very famous people. Like there that was are, rumblings that like, oh, she might be at the game, and then. Like the Fox broadcast, like before the game even starts, like shows her with Travis's yeah, mom, it's, and it's like, oh my god, like this is real. Yeah, like she's she's sitting with Donna Kelsey. I will say though, it is definitely not a confirmed thing that they're dating because they weren't no, holding that, that, hands that, uh, in that video. It was like, it was a weird video. It was a little strange. But then they drive off in like the that, convertible into you know, the night. The craziest part about that video, you want to know who took it? No, Walter Payton's son. No way. Yeah, took that video because they say hi to him in the video, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, let's see. Let me. Just crazy. Um, what's his name? What's it? I think it's Jarrett. Jarrett Payton. Because he posted it from his account, yeah. right? Um. All right. I'll, I'll look at this in a sec. But I thought that was crazy. Yeah. Uh, definitely made NFL Sunday exciting for sure. And after a rough one o'clock window, that was a good start to the four thirty window. And he he uh. He like, I'm sorry, I totally lost my train of thought there. Uh, oh no, he he. Never mind. All right, totally forgot what I was gonna Are say. Are you going into the bad week or? Yeah, I'll go into the bad week. Uh, my bad week is us because the weather has sucked major it ass. Can we talk terrible. about that? I mean, literally last week I was sitting on my balcony in shorts and a t-shirt. And I was like, I love this thing. And the other day I was sitting out there, had to put on a hoodie. Then I just go inside and it was a really depressing moment. I was like, it's too cold out here. I have to go back in. Now it's it has to do with the hurricane, right? Like yeah. that's the like it's gonna go back up to the eighties next week. Oh, okay. Oh that's but good. that won't last long. No. Yeah. I was just I was just I was just really sad 
because I was worried that we were never going to have like a warm day again. That it just right. all disappeared yeah. out of nowhere. It be, there was no like like warning that like it was just like all of a sudden there was like, no gradual. It, yeah, yeah. It, it went it went from like eighty degrees. I to think like that's how 60, a hurricane eighty works. and sunny to sixty and rainy within uh, a day. Yeah, and that was just very upsetting. All right, Brandon. Uh, okay. We are going to go way over time again. Um, I mean, we're, who, we're like an hour in. Yeah, right now. yeah. Who had a good week? America. Oh, writer strike is over. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Let's yes. go. So America, we are getting Could our tele- Hollywood. Or, yeah. Well, no, because America benefits. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jonas, sure. any inside scoop yeah. from the Paramount Studios? No, I haven't. I, I I texted some people. Everyone's just like excited that it's over because it was definitely like messing up a lot of it. You have no like. It was so because cr- the thing about the writer strike, like, just think about everything that is at all in production. Just mm-hmm. had to, just couldn't do anything. So that's yeah. that's crazy. So now we are finally, soon, hopefully, we get gonna content get, again. Gonna get our Woo! new shows. I can stop watching this thing called sports. You know, it's yeah. it's getting old. Brandon can watch Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, no, Chicago. No, I don't watch Chicago Med, but all no, the on orders. I'm I'm coming for you. Any dun, dun, NBC dun, dun, show dun, dun, Brandon watches, dun, dun. not any. NCIS too. Ooh, all the NCISs. Been watching House of Cards. Matthew News. SNL is gonna be back. Did you hear my my one friend says that Tina Fey might take over after Lauren? Uh, I don't know if you know who that is. Do you know Do you know who Lauren Michaels is? The guy who runs SNL. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, because he's because it's over after this season or next season or something. His right? contract is. No, he's done. Like he's quitting. Oh wow. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if. But I think Tina Fey might take over after him. That one surprised me. I mean, she was on there as an actress for a while. And your, uh, well, yeah, writer's strike, good. Yes. Went on a long-ass time. Long time. I think we all thought it'd be shorter than it was. Yeah. But yeah, it was was kind of funny that I drove, like, literally, I had to wait. I had a left turn into Paramount every morning, and I wasn't allowed to turn in because they're walking there. So you get one person to turn in every single fucking stoplight. It was so annoying. Uh, It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then bad week? who had a bad week? New Mexico State quarterback Diego. I saw that. Pavia. I don't know. So about this. he there it's was a funny. there was a video that got leaked of him peeing on rival New Mexico's practice field, smiling. And one of his teammates took the video and then was stupid enough to leak it, thinking it'd be funny. But instead, he's gonna get reprimanded for it. <laughs> oh, no. So it's, it's very wait, funny. Wait, what's his name? What's his name? Diego Pavia. He's the New Mexico State quarterback. Absolutely brutal. It, yeah, I, I saw that this so morning, and I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, it is. It is so funny. Like, I don't think he should get a terrible punishment for that. No, he's probably gonna. It's probably no, gonna be like no. the Jameis Winston when he. Yeah, like he what, might what, get what do you like yell? A, what do you yell? He might get like a team you know and post suspension when for like he yelled a game. in the student union to get suspended for that one game. <sighs> it was look. a slur of some sort. Um, James. due to one, due to it, uh, it was definitely a slur. Yeah. But then he like comes out dressed, ready to go, and the coach is like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no that's way." That's right. That's right. Yes, you're not playing. Um, yeah. So I think I think it's gonna be similar for this. Jameis was suspended for the first half for that. I think this Diego is probably gonna be suspended their entire next game. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was funny. Oh right, Winston said. Uh, yeah, shout in the student union, fuck her right in the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I great. I was like, I was like, ESPN's not even writing out what he said, and yeah. it's like, okay, oh, that's that makes great. Sense. <laughs> yeah. All right. All oh, right. it changed again. Look, now it's now it's like that. Oh, it might be. They might be changing it on the spot. Well, 
It might just be that like you're using Safari and I'm using Chrome. Oh, that like, that, that definitely it. is what it is. It's probably yeah. like dependent on what page you're in. Oh, like all of these are changing all of a sudden. What is going on here? Anyway, um, so my good week, Andrew Beck, fullback for the Texans, yes. fumbles the kickoff, or scoops it back up, and then breaks like four tackles on his way to the end zone. It reminded me pick. of like the Dan Connolly yes. return for the Patriots back in the day. Big men returns are always so fun to watch. Like the crazy thing though about this one was that like Beck is a fullback, but he's also like kind of fast. Like it wasn't like Dan Connolly slow. Like he was definitely like he was out racing the kicker and he was like out racing like backup cornerbacks that were on his way to get him so i thought that was just a really nice play especially after duncan texts us before the game it's like why are they doing like why are kickoffs still in the game like they're always touchbacks and then they're proceeded to be two kickoff returns in the one o'clock window i thought and, hey, that, that, and that was great was by timing. a fullback yeah i just thought that was awesome uh, and then for the who had a bad week i mean it's the entire denver broncos organization like Give up 70 points. You're 0-3 after all this hype. You trade a first-round pick to get Sean Payton, and then you're going to Chicago. And if you lose to the Bears, people are going to be coming for everybody. Like People are going to want Sean Payton gone. People are going to want Russell Wilson gone. People are going to want the front office gone. The new owners gone. They're going to want to just get out of Denver, honestly, because it's going to be bad if you start 0-4 after trading for Russell Wilson last year, going 6-11. and and then trading for Sean Payton this year and starting 0 and 4. So here's here's a question. Uh how many losses would Sean Payton have to have in a row to start the season before he, for him to get fired year 1? 7. Right? Probably 7 or 8. Yeah. I mean, if you start 0 and 7 <laughs> after trading a first round pick to get this guy, I'm sorry. Goodbye. But I, but you, see, like it, I it would be, argue that it, they it probably the would where, keep him. Yeah, because you year. traded a first round pick yeah. for him. It's like you can't. You can't. Fire that's, him. Th- that's what I would do. I'd be yeah. like, look, man, you've got three weeks to figure this out. If like if you if they lose to Chicago, I'm like, look, I don't know when their bye is. Let's just say it's week eight. If you haven't won one game by the bye, you're gone. Like. I'm sorry. Like he's probably he's probably sitting there. Like honestly, if I don't win a game, right, week we, like I deserve to go. Like is he is he trying to? Get I don't know. Fired? I don't know. Well, like, the, did, the he, pro- did he come back just for the guaranteed money? Their game. That's a genuine question we have to ask ourselves right well, now. Well, but here's, here's, their here's, games here's, before their bye are Chicago, New York, winner winnable. Then at Kansas City versus Green Bay and versus Kansas City. So you really need to beat Chicago. So you. Oh no. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I just saw the men's B uh, soccer bracket, playoff bracket. We're playing the one seed in the soccer. Uh, oh, oh, that's rough. And uh, Guess you had a bad week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who had a bad week? Bunda FC, because that, that's that's our name. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, this team has scored a lot of goals, and they're undefeated. They scored nine goals against one team. Wow. Okay. I, th- I thought that was a good segment right yeah, there. Yeah, great segment. A lot, a lot of good picks. America. Let's uh, let's write them down in the rundown. That way we don't forget them for future reference. Why would we ever future reference this? In bro? case we want to go back and be like, oh yeah, like last time we had this, this, and this. Yeah, we're never doing that. So uh, <laughs> I might want to look back at it one day, Jonas, and be like, oh yeah, like are you just going to write did, America for his writer strike? I didn't remember and, that. And, and, one. No, like, you're not even going to remember what writer, he, Oh, okay. I didn't write it. Like <laughs> imagine I like forget about this New Mexico State dude peeing on the practice true, field. True, true. And I go back look at the rundown I'm like, "Oh my gosh, no way I completely forgot about that." And then I go back and like find the clip somewhere. 
All right, there we go. He was the one of the preseason. He was on the preseason All Conference USA First Team. Fun fact. And he was the 2022 Quick Lane Bowl MVP. How about that? He's actually he's damn he's pretty good. Pretty decent. He's, he's a good. D1 quarterback. Like, yeah. not bad. Um, all right, let's picks, do Survivor. Picks. picks. Uh, Somehow Brandon is <laughs> I don't under 500 on this. How is that even possible? But he's I'm doing what I did last year. Above 500 on picks. That's it's so though. weird. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. I think I'm overthinking it. I definitely think you like, are. Like this week, I'm 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 probably overthinking it. Yeah, like you're. I'm you, trying to get too cute and leave the good teams what, that, till the end. That's what I did last and year. And it's it's costly. Like, you I probably like still have a better record picking favorites than like just yeah, like, like, like you're getting all your the good teams out of the way. I'm trying to save it, and it's going to cost no, no, me. No, no, no. I can't be doing that. Um, all right, so I had the Chiefs last week, which was actually the only one that won. Ravens lost to the Colts, so Nate doesn't hit. Uh, Cowboys lost. That's why I hate the Ravens. Cowboys lost to, I'm going to try to remember on the head, uh, Cardinals. And uh, Duncan picked that as well. So both Brandon and Duncan lose. Duncan has filled out for us, even though he's not here. He's picking the Eagles. And they play. And the Eagles play the Commanders. Remember that. Uh, 49ers play the Cardinals, so I'm taking them. And they lo- they've looked like the best team in the league so far. So. Uh, I might just fade the Jets from here on out. Probably so a good idea. I'm going Kansas City this week because Zach Wilson is atrocious. That's Sunday Night Football, right? Unfortunately. That's uh, going to be great. I'm going Jaguars because they're in London. That's actually oh, really smart. Home team. That makes but, sense. No, I looked it up. They're like four and five. Why would you pick that? All then? time. Remember when they beat the Why Ravens would you look 40 that up in a seven? Yeah, that was because a I still game. Because I still know they have the That's home crowd. That's the only Ravens game I've ever turned off at like – in well, the third quarter. also they're playing Atlanta, so it's not like they're playing a, yeah. a fantastic team. And but yeah, I was surprised. Everyone talks about how good they are. They well, I think everyone just great. talks about how often they're there because yeah. it's like their home I think game. it's not necessarily how about how good they are. It's the fact that they go every yeah. year and they have a ton of fans in London. Yeah, that's why they're playing two games in a row. Right, this well, the next two weeks they're both in London. You th- yeah, and it's also not there? a coincidence that like Jacksonville doesn't have a great like home showing. So right. they're like, yeah, oh, we'll do, definitely we'll do take. Do you think some they're just gonna stay in London? London? Like, because some teams like if you're on the East Coast and you no, have the, a West they're Coast staying trip, there. They yeah. are. Yeah, and that's I, gotta be sick. That's gotta be like, just so a week, awesome. A week that, stay I, in London. And I think their buy is the week after that. I that's could gotta, be I could be wrong, like, but I. I do. That I, might the, be good for like morale. Sick. Actually, yeah. it depends on how the games go. But if you if you spend two you weeks you with go the to boys London in you, London, you, you come back from London one and four. Oh yeah, that'd be that tough. would be brutal. But flip spin zone. You come back from London three and two. Plus, you got a week stay in London. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel like they probably want to go back. Like they're probably not going to stay for the bye week, right? No. After the after no, the game, go, they're probably they go going back go home. home. Yeah. yeah. To their families. But but. But they, you, you were saying they, they're going to stay for the week yeah, in between. Yeah, okay, gotcha. that doesn't make any sense. Just because of like jet lag and travel costs, yeah. it doesn't make any sense for them to go back. Yeah. Um, but let's get into our actual picks. Jonas? Every, every, wait, every, I'll recap last week. Everyone went 2-2 two and two, except Nate, who went 1-3, and three, so he is back in last place. Going one and three is just back where you belong, Nate. I go one and three probably 80% of the time. Yeah, I'm nine and three. Guest is six and six. Jonas is four and eight, and Nate is three, eight, and one. So, right now, I've got a comfortable lead. I don't know what I want to pick for this over. Uh, all right, for my favorite, I'm taking 49ers minus You're fourteen. Riding your survivor. Yes. Doubling down. That's what I I'm guess doing. I am. Would be really funny if both don't hit. Uh, I would. I feel like people are gonna. I feel like. 
people are going to be more inclined to take the Cardinals plus 14 because uh, they just won. Because Josh Dobbs is a dog. Yeah. But, I almost picked him from but, my who's had a good week. Can you legitimately see Josh Dobbs score even one touchdown against the 49ers defense? I can't see that. And I, I think mean, Cardinals will keep it close because they also have like a – You like their defense, I like. Right? I really yeah, like their yeah. defense. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I don't, so I'll take the 49ers. Like Jonas, I'm doubling down. I've got Jaguars minus three versus Falcons. Just there in London. I've, Home game. I think I've Home just game. I've come to the realization that – it just doesn't make any sense for me to explain my picks because they don't make sense and they always no, lose. No, this one does make sense, and I'm worried about it because I have actual money on it. No, Brandon. From here on out, I'm just going to say my picks, and I'm not going to give reason why. No members of the Dirty Turtles podcast uh, I participate meant, I meant in any illegal uh, sports gambling. It's right. not illegal. I am taking Lions minus one and a half, my which is the Packers. did it for me. Oh, that's right. And I will also j- announce Put Duncan's that on the record, picks. Too. He is also taking the Lions minus one and a half versus the Packers. Oh, I forgot we have to announce his. Yeah, I'll I'll just do them all. Um, back to you for the upset, Jim. Yes, my upset is Commanders plus eight versus the Eagles because the line doesn't make any sense and division rivals you know eight what points. That means when the line doesn't make sense. Um, no. It means Vegas knows something. Vegas knows something. I think Vegas knows something and. Doesn't make any sense why the Eagles aren't favored more. So I'll take the Commanders. They're divi- they're division rivals. They've beaten them before in that place last year, baby. Uh, yeah. I've got Bucks plus three versus the Saints. The Buccaneers. Yeah, they didn't look great against the Eagles, but they looked good the first couple weeks. Also, the Saints. They looked terrible without Derek Carr on offense. So I th- I think Bucks and the points is the move. Taking the Raiders plus five and a half over the Chargers. Or versus the Chargers, and then Duncan is going Ravens plus two and a half I versus hate that. Cleveland. I hate that. Now, why would he do that? All right, I'm going uh, Vikings Panthers <laughs> for. Oh, we got that tonight. Let's go, All baby. Right, cool. uh, I think I think Kirk and company have a very good offensive performance in this one. So I agree. I that's will, that's kind of what I'm attributing. That's to. all I'm going to say on it. Yeah. I agree. I've I I've writing got, you this time. Yeah. Whoa, pause. Oh, uh, okay. I've got Dolphins Bills over fifty three and a half. I just kind of my logic last week with the Vikings and the Chargers, it almost worked out. Is it's a high number. These teams should put up a lot of points. I mean, I think that each team getting what is that, twenty seven isn't out of the question. Yeah. And then uh, Dun- Duncan had Ravens Browns, he was doubling down right. forty one, so it's gonna be very funny when the, the Browns the rare win. Same game, two yeah. different. When the Browns win categories. in a low-scoring, in a low-score game, it's gonna be very depressing for him. Is Dolphins Bills at four or at one? One. Man, that sucks. Because that probably would have been the Sunday Night Football game. If, yeah, if they could flex, the f- mm. so they can. Well, I'm saying like they if, can start. If they knew they that can Aaron start flexing next week. Yeah. Dang. For all prime would have loved games. to because that's gonna be a really good game. Like the Jets are gonna get taken off of the rest, all their remaining primetime games. Uh, Duncan is fading Jonas and I's over and taking the Vikings Panthers under at 45 and a half. Um, and then I'm going Atlanta Jacksonville under 43 and a half. Two shitty teams as of right now. So I'm going Cowboys Patriots under 43. Uh, I don't think the Patriots have crossed 43 in any of their games yet this season. And also Dallas their offense hasn't looked fantastic. I mean, it's really been their defense giving them a lot of possessions as to why they scored so many points 
the first couple of weeks. And so I think this should be a relatively easy under. I don't have a lot of logic here for the under for Dolphins Bills. You're but fading me. Yeah, but my, my idea is I feel like Buffalo will definitely be concerned about the big plays because of what they just saw with the 70-pointers. So I feel like they're just going to be cautious with this Dolphins offense, which means that maybe won't be as much of a crab shoot because I just don't think Buffalo wants to find themselves in that with Miami considering the fact that Miami showed that they can score 70 goddamn points. So that's my pick um, under in Dolphins Bills. That's our show. And the little crackling noise that comes from the studio came right when we ended. So that's pretty Woo-hoo. great. Almost like a little send-off. Uh, thanks for listening. Maybe Duncan will be back next week. We'll definitely do it on Zoom, though. Let's, maybe let's, maybe we'll get a guest next week. Oh, yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe that'll be a good Alex or Ricky yeah, sure, sure. time. Um, maybe we should just set it up when, like, honestly, we probably should have had him on. Cause we'll have him on. We'll have Alex on to recap Commanders-Eagles. Yeah, that's, that's what we'll do. Especially if the Commanders win. We'll definitely have Alex yeah. on that. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. As always, it has been Jonas Evans and Nathan Schwartz. And Brandon Schwartzberg. I love you. Listen to us soon. Bye.